On today's episode of the Hustle for Day podcast, I have Ryan Glip. Ryan has had the title of entrepreneur, entrepreneur, author, podcaster. He's done it all. Let's jump into it. You're going to love it. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Hustle of the Day podcast. My name is Trent. Super excited to have Ryan Glick on here today. Ryan, we've known each other a little bit online for, for a while now, but I want you to jump in here. Tell me a little bit about yourself. Give me a little, Give my audience a little bit of your background. Yeah, for sure. No, thanks for having me, Trent. This is, uh, this is awesome. Uh, love your show. I love what you're doing here. And I love uh, kind of having that platform to allow people to share you know, their, their story around hustle. Um, I mean, my background is, I don't, it's kind of funny when I hear other people explain their backgrounds and then I contrast that to mine. I think, man, my story, my upbringing and everything like that is not that exciting. I don't have some major obstacle that I, you know, that came my way growing up or anything like that. My fam, my family upbringing was very, you know, it was upper middle class and, um, you know, had a really good upbringing. And, you know, as I took that through, I went the traditional route right out of high school, went, went into college to get my undergrad. And, uh, after that, I, you know, went and worked, worked in, uh, the small business world with one of my brothers and worked for his company for a couple of years before then getting into, uh, um, corporate America and, uh, working there and all the, you know, while I was doing that, I went back, got my MBA and, and everything like that. And then, you know, fast forwarding, going through it, I, I ended up, uh, you know, starting multiple businesses over the course of that time, all of them being side hustles while I was, uh, continuing to work. And, um, you know, that's kind of where I, where I sit today. So I have a lot of other, you know, things I'm working on, but, uh, you know, without going, you know, drawing it all out super detailed and stuff like that, that's kind of the high level of, you know, how I got to then and, uh, now to today. Yeah, that's very cool. So that's one of the reasons I'm really excited to, to talk to you is because you've kind of done it all. So most people have a path, you know, they're, they're an entrepreneur, they're an entrepreneur, they're, you right. know, they just love doing a side hustle. You've done it all. Like you've you've done the entrepreneurship route, the entrepreneurship, you know, the side hustle, um, and I think you even uh, just wrote about you know entrepreneurship versus entrepreneurship uh, just prior to the us recording this, which is really cool. Can you explain what the? I know, I know different personalities mesh with different things, but uh, what were some of the highlights and lowlights of each of those different things that you've done? For sure. Yeah. I mean, I consider myself an entrepreneur at heart. I love, I love working on things. I love, uh, you know, taking on new things. And sometimes that's can be a detriment to me because I, I can be a squirrel chaser. I mean, I can, I can get into something and I can see that shiny object or whatever, and I can go run after it. And, yeah. and, uh, I've gotten a lot better at that in recent, you know, over the last couple of years, but before that I, I would do, um, what a lot of people do and that's hop from one idea to the next idea without giving that idea enough time to actually um, you know see if it's going to be successful or not you get I, I tend to ha I tended to have a six month mark <laughs> I go six months and then it's like all right I'm ready for the next thing and I drop it and move on to the next thing and you know over the last couple of years that's where I now am in a spot in my life where I've been able to realize that, get it under control and force myself to be more practical with and, and logical as far as the things that I'm working on 
looking at those at a higher level and saying, Hey, is this a good idea? Is this going the route I want it to go? And then making a decision on that rather than just saying I'm bored. So I'm going to move on to the next thing because quite honestly, in everything that I've ever done, there's always those low moments where you're either bored, you're, um, you know, it's, it's not going exactly how you want it to go. And, you know, everybody who gets in those spots and abandons it and moves on to something else, you just, at least my past and the past of a lot of other people I've heard speak on the subject is that when you do that, you're never going to find success. And yeah. so I think that was one of the biggest, biggest things for me throughout all of it has been, you know, trying to be more consistent uh, with everything, but always knowing where I wanted to end up. My path has taken me, you know, in kind of a weird, weird spot, nothing. And it's, and it's been so Un, I guess unemotional and it's not really necessarily a roller coaster. It's just more of me trying to find out how I was going to get to where I was going to go. And in between all that, I kind of had this lull of where I, you know, I, I didn't really pay a lot of attention to it. And so I was, I was drifting through life for probably a good eight to 10 years of where I was just kind of in this, I knew where I wanted to go, but I wasn't doing anything about it. <laughs> yep. Uh, you, you basically just described my story right there. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I, I get that shiny object syndrome and it's like, ah, oh, this isn't doing anything. It's been a few months. Let's move to this. And yeah, so I, I can definitely relate to you on that. Uh, so now you've, you've, you've always known where you want to end up, which is great because some people don't have that concept. They don't know, um, what, it is that they really want. They don't sit down and think about those things and those goals. Uh, so one thing that you've done is you just recently came out with a book, uh, Internship Mastery, which I was fortunate enough to listen to. And you uh, also sent me a copy after I listened to, listened to it. So I appreciate that. But uh, back in January and like the, the advice in there is just, I mean, it's designed for, technology students gain an internship out of college, however, or during college rather. Uh, however, the advice just is amazing for anybody seeking a job. And you start at those basic steps. You start with some of those things that like should be no brainers that should be anybody who's going through their career should have, but a lot of people don't. So, I mean, you've taken your, your, experiences and put it in this book and it has been awesome for me to read even though I never did an internship or the traditional college experience um yeah so that that book I'm I'm sorry to cut you off again there but uh, no it's it was very cool and I definitely recommend anybody uh take a look take a look at it and you even uh, recently provided it free to college students didn't you yeah, no, I appreciate you saying that. I mean, very kind words of you and also appreciate your help, you know, early on in that process of, of getting your feedback and everything. Um, you know, it's, this is not, I don't consider what I'm doing with Internship Mastery, the book, and uh, all the things I'm doing around that book right now, I don't really consider that necessarily my business. It, it's more mm -hmm. of a passion project, a labor of love, something that I'll continue to do while I'm operating my, you know, more traditional entrepreneurial venture. Um, it, it doesn't always make it easy because I'm obviously 
spending money doing it, not necessarily looking to make money. I mean, uh, you know, you spend all this money publishing a book and going through that process, but I went into it knowing that it's not like I'm going to go out there and um, turn this book into this huge bestseller or anything like that. I'm just looking to help. You know, I started out saying, I just want to help a, a single student. If I could get that one email from somebody coming back to me saying, Hey, thank you for doing this. Thank you for, um, you know, putting this together and providing this advice that would I mean, that would make it all worth it all the time and everything like that. And, you know, selfishly for me, selfishly for me, I, I also can look at it and I can say that I got something out of the process too, because, you know, I've always wanted to write a book and, uh, and so doing this and on this particular topic, it was something that, you know, allowed me to accomplish that allowed me to you know, end up with a book in my hand, which is kind of a cool feeling when you actually get to hold it and, and everything. But, uh, but yeah, kind of going on to the last thing you said there, when we got to the outset of, um, kind of the lockdown that everybody's been on around, uh, COVID-19, you know, I saw another, um, author of several books start giving away his ebook for free on Amazon. And because of how my book is set up on Amazon, I couldn't give it away for free. They, they wouldn't let me put it down lower than 99 cents. And so I had to think of another way to give it away to free, um, for free to people. And so I just ended up, uh, taking the, you know, EPUB version of the book and putting it on my site and then just spending money on ads to get people to go there and get it because I don't have, you know, I don't have this massive social, um, social media reach or anything like that, where I can just post this out there and say, Hey guys, you know, I'm making this available for free. Just go download it. And, uh, you know, hopefully it helps you somewhere with either getting an internship or the start of your career. Um, and so ever since then I've continued to run, you know, just run ads and get it to people. And, um, people have been very grateful for it. And, uh, it's really cool seeing all the people download it. And I mean, as of this moment, when we're talking right now, you know, there's been just over 800 people who have downloaded it so far. And so, um, I don't, I didn't ever expect to sell 800 and I haven't sold 800 <laughs> copies of my book, but to have it in that, in that many people's hands is a super cool feeling for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And that's great. And like I was mentioning though, that, um, that book take, took your entrepreneurial experience and your entrepreneurial experience and is now helping others figure out that path. Because even though it is about internships, you do actually talk about, you know, maybe you, it does start you down your entrepreneurial path. So, yeah. um, very cool. I love that. But tell us a little bit more about your, uh, entrepreneurial journey. Now you're running Pixeline. Tell us yep. a little bit so about now, that. Yeah. So now I'm running a company Pixeline, a business partner and I are, uh, running that company. We started it out. We weren't exactly sure what we wanted to do. We're both uh, technologists. I mean, we're, we're technology people. We knew that we could do pretty much anything in the, in the tech space, but we tried to figure out what small businesses need. And very early on, uh, we're located in the uh, Des Moines, Iowa area. And so we just focused in on local businesses. And so we started, uh, through our own network and connections that we had and, uh, got some initial clients to work with and started really slow and, and small to find out, to better hone in what our offering should be. And so initially we were helping with website design and uh, maintaining uh, their web, these companies' websites, and then also getting a little bit into some of the digital marketing side. Well, neither of us were really marketing people. Um, 
you know, we had, for me personally, I've had some experience doing it just as an entrepreneur, not necessarily as a dedicated marketing person. And so we dabbled in it. We were able to help the companies, you know, we, we knew more about it than what these companies knew so we could get them pointed in the right direction. But after about a year of doing that, we reassessed what we were offering to our clients, what we were best at offering. And we really trimmed down, you know, what that was. And so all we, we took marketing off the table and basically said, you know, we, we don't want to necessarily do this for the companies. Now we're good with the data. Like we can do everything around the data. We can get them all the data they need to make their marketing decisions. But as far as writing copy or, you know, doing things like that, we're not necessarily helping clients do that. Um, you know, we'll hold their hand through the process as far as technically how to do it, but you know, we're, we're kind of leaving it up to them or maybe another marketing company to come in and help them with, with some of those things. And so our business has definitely evolved to where at this moment right now, it really is more about helping companies with, uh, the site design, you know, redesign enhancements to their site, and then just maintaining it, keeping it secure, keeping it up to date, and then also, uh, helping on the data and analytics side. And it's been pretty, it's, it's been fun to do. It's been fun to learn more from all these small businesses too, because as we're going through it, we're finding out all these different types of requests that come in from them. And that's also hard too, because as I talked about earlier, the whole squirrel chasing thing, when, when, uh, you know, a customer comes to you and says, Hey, we really need your help with this, you know, whatever this could be, maybe it's uh, video editing or, or something like that. It's super easy to just say, okay, let's start, let's start doing that. Let's add that as our offering. But, um, it, it's been tough to, you know, not necessarily say no to help help get them pointed in the right direction, but not necessarily change our entire business to add all these other categories of services that we offer. And so that's where I'm at today with Pixeline and uh, with my business partner and I. And, you know, we're really focused on continuing to grow it uh, both locally. And then now we're obviously outside of the we're outside of the Des Moines, Iowa area, just because with this type of business, it's pretty easy to serve uh, serve clients anywhere. Yeah. And that is impressive that you, that you can say no to those things because, you know, starting that small business, it's like, oh yeah, you just want to help however you can, whatever brings in the revenue, you know, whatever you can do. And uh, there definitely is power in saying no uh, towards some of those things because you, you have your specialty, you have your niche, that's where you're going to best serve the customer. Yep. Um, It's, it's tough. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So you mentioned a little bit of your upbringing, but uh, who was it that would that you would say would is the most influential on who you became today? Yeah, that's a tricky one. Uh, you know, it's hard to pick pick one person. I think the the most common answer that everybody would give would be one of their parents, and I, I do think definitely um, the work ethic of my parents is something that has rubbed off on me. Uh, my dad, you know, specifically, my dad has. Um, always been someone who's very dedicated to providing high level, just customer service. He's always cared about his customers. And he was a, he basically ran a grocery store for 35 years. I mean, that was his, that was his thing. After he got out of the army, he went and started into a grocery store chain and worked his way up until he was a director of a store. And we hopped around to different towns as he continued to get you know, move from store to store. And then eventually we got into a community where I ended up, you know, being for, I don't know, 20 years of, of my life uh, or so. And, uh, he seeing how he treated the customers that came into a store and seeing how, um, he was with his time and money and resources and all the things that he donated to people, 
just, it showed me a lot. And I mean, there would be even situations where, you know, people, people always hit up, you know, local businesses, especially grocery stores to donate like goods. I mean, we, we need for this event we're going to have, we really could use uh, you to donate whatever, some, uh, some bread and some of these other things. And so he's, he always wanted to give. And so he was always a very giving person. And, and again, there was times where he'd have people come in and they really didn't want any like products from the store. They're just more interested in like cash donations. And then, you know, they take the cash and go buy groceries with that cash at a, a competing grocery store. Mm. And so those are, those are things though, that, you know, of course that would bug somebody, but he, he's still, I mean, he's still just a very like giving person. And that was something that, um, I've never got to the level that he was at at this point in my life. I'm not where he was. I mean, I look back at a lot of things he was done and I still am striving to get there, but that was definitely something that was very influential in my life. And I do want to add one other thing as well is that my, um, I have three brothers, uh, two older, one younger, and my oldest brother who's six years older than me. Um, he definitely had a big impact on my life, especially on the entrepreneur side. So he, you know, right when I was in school in high school still, and then even into college, he always, he operated his own company. He was also has a technology background. He started a web hosting company back in the late nineties. And so I was able to work with him and that was back before that was back in the early days of like GoDaddy and and some of those, the big hosts and stuff today. And, you know, he was running a pretty big company out of Des Moines, Iowa, later moved the company uh, headquarters to Chicago where he lived for a number of years and still lives in the Chicago area today. But that gave me an opportunity to see how he ran a business, some of the mistakes he made, uh, some of the things that went well, you know, hiring people, um, you know, trying to retain the talent that you hire. And, and then also moving from a low cost of living location, low rent in Des Moines, mm-hmm. Iowa to Chicago, downtown Chicago, where now all of a sudden your expenses and everything just skyrocket. And you got to take that into account um, when you're, you know, what you're charging your customers for the hosting and web design, and all these other services, those didn't necessarily go up at the same rate as what your expenses went up as you moved to a different location. And so I just got to live all that through him. And then ultimately, um, as I mentioned earlier, I, I worked for him for a couple of years right out of college. And that gave me a lot of really good experience because I mean, even though it wasn't my company, I, I worked in that company as if I owned it. I mean, I, I, it was my brother's company. So I, I, I ran, we started a Des Moines office when he, after he had moved to uh, Chicago, we reopened a Des Moines office. And so I ran the Des Moines office and where we were doing just small business IT services. And mm-hmm. uh, also we were doing personal IT services for individuals and things like that. So that was a really good experience for me. Now I left that and went to, as I mentioned, into a, a big company um, mainly for financial reasons at the time. And, you know, I was making with my brother, I always joke about it. Um, I was making maybe $500 a month for two years. So <laughs> that's not much, that's not much money. I mean, that maybe, uh, gets your rent paid, you know, at a cheap apartment, but then beyond that, not a whole lot. So I, I got to a point where I was like, all right, you know, we weren't, uh, we weren't growing the way that we wanted to grow. And a lot of that's my fault. I mean, I, there's a lot of things I look back on and realize what I could have done differently. Um, what I know today, looking back on that, it's just, uh, yeah, there's things I could do differently, but I learned a lot from that experience and that's helping me avoid those same pitfalls and everything today. So long answer to the question, but I would say that my dad was definitely influential from a 
customer service and just uh, being such a really hard worker um, point of view. And then on the entrepreneurial side, it was more my, my oldest brother. Yeah, that's very cool. I, I appreciate that story because, you know, I, again, I can relate to a lot of it having, uh, you know, my parents were both entrepreneurs and having worked with, you know, some of their companies over the years and, you know, seeing how they do things. And, uh, you know, it's, it's influenced my own entrepreneurial journey as I'm sure, you know, your brother has as well. Um, but you did go on to a, a big company, you know, do that corporate lifestyle. You had that those side hustles and then, you know, you start your own, your own thing. Um, you'd think that you have it all figured out, you know, based on those experiences, but we know that's not always the case. So what would you say was your biggest failure from starting your own thing? And what, what, what was the thing you learned from that? Yeah. I mean, the biggest thing was probably what I already talked about related to just chasing, uh, chasing Mm -hmm. all these new ideas and I didn't necessarily get into all the businesses that I ran, but you know, going back to 2000, end of 2016 is probably when I really started diving in deep to my entrepreneurial journey. I was doing, I was dabbling in some things going back to probably 2010, but um, when I really started diving in was about 2016, 2017, where um, a business partner and I we started a podcast in 2017, a family theme podcast. And, you know, we started it thinking that we we're going to somehow monetize it. And, you know, we went a full year with that while at the same time trying to figure out what other things we could do to monetize. And so we were so focused on money and not focused on the value side of things. And that I'll tell you right now, that is also a huge thing for a, a huge mistake that I was making early on. And it took me a while to realize that I was so focused on money and just blinded by the fact that when I'm focused on money like that, I'm not focused on providing whatever the product is that any customer out there may want. And so I spent two, pretty much two years going through that all the way until the summer of 2018, um, which is when I started Pixeline. But up until that point, it was really just not paying attention to value. And, uh, I did a, uh, I had the podcast and then we, we were going to create online courses and we started on the path of creating courses and we got maybe, I don't know, two months into that and abandoned the idea. And then mm-hmm. next thing you know, we were on the, uh, um, Amazon bandwagon and we were shipping products to Amazon to sell on Amazon. And even though we were making a little bit of money on that, it, we were just chasing, we were chasing money and we were, we were chasing the next big idea and, then it finally got to a point where I was like, you know what? I, I don't think this is working out. I don't think we're focused on the right things. And my business partner and I at the time, we we kind of went our separate ways after that. And then that, again, that's when in 2018, so yeah, because coming up on two years now with Pixline, where a, a colleague of mine and I, we started Pixline and we've been very focused on that ever since then. That's great. Yeah. I, I think, uh, I can't tell you how many times I've had people ask me about this podcast. Oh, how are you planning to monetize it? It's like, I'm not like, this is just something that's great for conversations, great for networking, uh, great for helping people figure out their entrepreneurial journey. I'm kind of like you with your book. If I could just help one person out, great. You know, that's, that's, awesome. that's really what it's all about because you know what, it, like you said, if you're chasing the money, that's, that's not the way to go about it. You, you should be trying to help people and you know what? Usually the money will follow from that. Oh, so. for sure. For sure. It will. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, 
So what, because it is the hustle of the day podcast, I, I ask, you know, what is your definition of the word hustle? Yeah, I've, my definition of this probably has changed over the years. <laughs> so, I mean, a few years back, I look at the word hustle and um, I would tell you that hustle means just getting four or five hours of sleep and just working a ton of hours. And uh, But I wouldn't give you that definition anymore because I don't think that, for me personally, and this is my opinion, I don't think that that's sustainable. I proved it to myself that it wasn't sustainable for a couple of years there where I was doing that and it didn't get me anywhere. I wasn't producing good work because I was tired all the time. I was neglecting my family because I was working so much. And so for me, hustle right now means being more purposeful with my time. Um, and when I'm more purposeful with my time and I'm working on the things that I need to work to get me to wherever my goals are, to me, that's hustling because it's not about the hours you put in and, and don't get me wrong. There are times where you do have to put in a lot of hours. I'm not saying that it's, you know, sitting on a beach, put in three hours and then go sit on the beach again or whatever. <laughs> That's not, I don't, I don't believe that at all, but I think that you do have to be purposeful with your time. And if you have a family, you've got to get, you've got to give them your attention. I mean, they're relying on you. They're depending on you for your time and you're uh, helping. If you have kids, helping your kids, you know, grow up to be the type of person that, you know, you want them to be. Absolutely. I, I completely agree with you and you're not the only one that, you know, has said, you know, my idea of hustle has changed over the years. And yeah. I do like that you brought up the family aspect. You've got three kids, right? I do. Yep. Three kids. Yep. I've got three kids as well. And so, you know, those, those moments you don't get back, you got to hustle during the day so that you can spend the, that time with your kids. You know, my, my wife's very protective of the hours of five and eight, you know, when the kids are going to bed because we've got to have that quality family time. So, Oh no, I, I get it. And it's, it's pretty amazing too, how much kids absorb what you do. And mm -hmm. so the effort that you give with something, you know, just, uh, just a couple of days ago, I was sitting, you know, I'm, my office right here is down in the basement of my house and, uh, my middle child, he's uh, seven years old. He came walking downstairs and he's like, dad, dad, I need, I need you to, uh, play catch with me so I can win my day. I'm just like, what are you talking? You know, what are you talking about? And he's like, the last thing I need to get done is I need to, I need to play catch with you. And so I, I just, I wasn't entirely following him. I, I knew we'd talked about the concept of winning the day and everything. Andy Frisella's, you know, concept with that. But, um, he, he took me upstairs to his room and on his right next to his bed was, uh, this list that he had created. And it was a list that basically said things like, um, ride my bike, you know, take a break, uh, brush my teeth. And then right down there without a line through it yet was play catch with dad. And next to all of them up in the top of the page, he had, you know, won and lost. And he wanted to be able to circle that he won the day. And I just thought it was so cool because I didn't, I never told him he should make a list and do that. He saw me doing that. And so he went and did it himself. And is, is he going to do that every single day? No. And that's not the point. I think the point is that he was paying attention to the things that I do. And he saw how happy I am when I go through, I get all my stuff done. Cause he, he would ask me all the time. He's like, Hey dad, did you win the day? Did you win the day? He's always interested. Did you win the day? And it motivates you to win the day. Cause you don't want to tell yeah. him, no, <laughs> no, I didn't win the day, but yeah, man, kids, your, your kids are just, they're always watching and they're absorbing everything that you do, the good and the bad. Yep. Absolutely. And that, that's very cool that uh, your son picked up on that and is, you know, wants to win the day. And, you know, I, I noticed that whenever I'm more 
into physical exercise. My kids are as well. Um, I just, you know, you're, you just, uh, started 75 hard again, correct? I did. Yep. Okay. I just finished it like two weeks ago for the first time. And so, you know, my kids would pick up on, Oh dad, you're going outside for your, you know, outdoor workout or whatnot. And you know, they, they do pick up on that and uh, want to be involved in it. So I, I definitely agree. Hustle can be a part of your family as well. Not just what you're doing, grinding it out, you know, things like that. So, yeah, definitely. Well, um, we haven't really touched on your new podcast. Um, tell us briefly about your, your new podcast. Yeah, for sure. So I, um, I was trying to think of ways that I could continue to expand upon what I did with, uh, internship mastery, the book. I didn't necessarily want to only talk about internships, And so I I expanded a little bit to be more about career advancement for people. I I know that not every single person in this world is going to be an entrepreneur. Not everybody should be an entrepreneur just because it's not for all, all personalities. Not everybody likes to take on risks and to risk things. Um, So for those people who aren't necessarily interested in going down the entrepreneurial route, you know, how do they advance in their careers within other companies? And, and I, I feel that there's, I mean, there's a lot of people out there who are providing some of that advice, but I, I wanted to take it down another level to not, uh, I want to come at it from more of a, more of an entrepreneur minded person because you're, you're taking control of your own life, you know, and you can control everything that you do in your life. You have, you have the, you know, it's your decision, whether you stay at a company or it's your, um, it's on you, whether you get promoted within a company, there's things you need to do. And if you're not getting promoted, well, then why are you staying there? If that's the path that you want to go, you it's, it's all up to you. And so I just want to be able to give people the tools that they need to, uh, be able to advance in their career and get to the point, um, to wherever they want to go. You know, people want to go different spots. So anyway, the podcast is, uh, a way for me to do that. And so I branded it just with my, my own name to leave it kind of open and not pigeonhole me into one particular topic. So it's just the Ryan Glick show. And, uh, so far, I mean, I only have a few episodes released up to this point, but I've been trying to focus in very much on career specific things for college students and recent grads. Cool. Very cool. Um, well, before I have you plug where all, uh, where to find you online, I want to ask you one final question. What is it that excites you about the future? Um, I know that I've got so much more to give. <laughs> That's a very, again, a very selfish answer for me. I mean, there's a lot of other things family related, but I always say, and I always tell this to my kids and to my wife, that all the things that I'm doing are taking me to toward a place where it's going to make a better life for all of us. Now, our life's great right now. So you know, it's hard to be like, well, why do we even need a better life? But but I think that's, that's the whole point with all this is the fact that we don't have to settle. There's, there's so, there's so many other things and so much higher that we can climb and it never has to end. And, uh, so I would say that's, I mean, that's what I'm excited about is the fact that I know that I'm just, I'm still climbing and I never, and I even, and a lot of people will, you know, I've got a lot of friends that aren't, uh, um, entrepreneurial minded like I am. And so a lot of their conversations are, Hey, what, you know, when, what's your retirement plan? When are you going to retire? And all those things. And, and in my mind, I'm sitting there thinking, I don't think I'm ever going to retire. Like that's not, that doesn't work. That doesn't compute in my mind. Like I, I may, you know, sell a business or I may move on to another business, start, start something different at some point in my life. But 
man, until the day I, I leave this earth, I, I have to believe that I'm going to continue to try to teach or, you know, help customers or, or do something. There, there's some sort of value that I can continue to give. And uh, so anyway, I, I think the future is super bright for, for all of us. Absolutely. That's, that's great. I appreciate uh, your perspective on that. And I, I definitely agree. There's a, the continual improvement just doesn't stop for, for people who are, you know, like-minded. It's, you're always trying to get better and that just, there's no end point to that. So, right. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, Ryan, I appreciate that you taking the time out of your day to talk to me, but where can people find more information about you and, uh, where's the best place to find you? Yeah, probably the best place is, is my website. I mean, easy enough to get to ryanglick.com, R-Y-A-N-G-L-I-C-K.com. Uh, and then I'm all over on, on social media. It's, it's, uh, the Ryan Glick. So I couldn't get my, couldn't get my name. I had to put the, in front of it. So, <laughs> that's where you can find me most, most active probably on, uh, on Instagram and Facebook are the two places I'm most active, but you can get to all that from my website as well. Very cool. I'll make sure to include the link in the show description notes. So people can just click on that and find you. But awesome. uh, again, I want to say thank you. And I know I've gotten value out of this. So I know my audience has gotten value out of this. So I encourage you to get out there and hustle the day. Thanks for listening to the Hustle the Day podcast all the way through. I really appreciate that. I just want to let you know that I help small businesses with their online strategy. So if you or anyone that you know needs help with their online strategy and owns a small business, I'm your guy. Go ahead and connect with me at Trent V. Bray on Instagram or TrentVBray.com.